Hello and welcome to the why behind the what, where the what can start a conversation, but the why can open up one's soul. My name is Nathan Albert, and as always, I'm so glad you are listening to this podcast today. This season, we are discovering the divine all around us, seeing the spiritual and everything, and hopefully being surprised by the sacred. Not too long ago, I needed to shred a bunch of old documents. Not owning a paper shredder, though, I had to do it by hand with scissors. Yet because I had so much to do and I wanted to get it done as quickly as possible, I thought, oh, I'll use those super strong scissors that come with my kitchen knife set. You know that kind? I feel like those can cut through anything. And I learned that to be true. So there I sit with a waste basket in front of me, a pile of documents to my side, and I get to cutting. And here's the thing. I think any normal and wise person might hold some paper in their hand, you know, perhaps between their thumb and their index finger, right? And then normally that, that well, that normal and wise person would cut the ends of the paper, letting them fall down into the wastebasket. Listener, I am not a normal and wise person. For whatever reason, and, and even as I, I share this, I, I actually am struggling to think how I actually did this, but I held one side of the paper between my index finger and my middle finger, while the other side of the paper I held between my thumb and my pinky finger. Does that even, does that even make sense to you? Can you, like I'm modeling that with my hand right now. My index finger and middle finger are stuck together and my thumb and my pinky are together. And somehow I held a pile of paper between those fingers And then I would cut down the middle right between that space between the index and the thumb. Okay? So are you looking at your hand? I am. Go ahead and look at it. That that space between your index finger and your thumb, that's where I was cutting. Do you see that loose and stretchy skin between them? You know, that the, the worst spot for a paper cut? That spot. See it? That is also an incredibly horrible location to cut open with scissors and scissors that are in a knife set in your kitchen. And that, my friends, is what I, the not normal and unwise person, did as I was frantically trying to shred old documents. As I was cutting away, I did not notice how close the paper was to that stretch of, or how close the scissors was to that stretch of skin. And I, with those industrial strength kitchen scissors, cut deeply into that flesh. Uh, Chaos ensued. I dropped the scissors in the garbage. I grabbed my hand. I started saying over and over, I cut my hand. It's bad. It's bad. This is bad. And I ran to the kitchen sink uh, to run it under cold water to try to see the damage. (laughs) and it was bad. It was really deep. Um, And I'm also on blood thinners. So, you know, that complicates things. Luckily, however, I managed in the chaos to get the bleeding under control. The pain was excruciating for a few days. I didn't end up getting stitches, though. I probably should have. And the thing with that stretchy part of that skin there is, well, it's stretchy. And every time you open your hand, I'd reopen the cut a bit more. So I kept my thumb and my index finger basically sealed for days, constantly changing the band-aids, covering it with all sorts of neosporin, which I probably shouldn't do because it was cut too deep. But thankfully, though, somehow it healed up. It healed up well. 
and now I am much more wise than I was back then. Uh, this got me thinking recently, actually, about uh, the damage that can occur when we are not aware. Whether it's texting while driving, texting while walking, using a power tool, doing anything that needs concentration to succeed. When we aren't aware, right, we can do harm. But lately, I've also been thinking about this in regard to our theology and our religious beliefs. And it got me wondering if we are aware of how damaging many of our beliefs can be. As I speak with more people who are deconstructing their faith, who are discovering a more expansive or inclusive faith, I I constantly hear stories about the pain that certain beliefs cause them or, or cause the people they loved. I've heard from uh, women pastors how damaging complementarian beliefs were to their calling to be preachers and pastors leading the church. I've heard from so many women who have developed uh, self-hate and poor body images because of a purity culture within their churches. And not just women, men too. Uh, I I know countless uh, friends who became suicidal after um, hearing religious teachings um, about how gay people go to hell. Another student taught, told me how uh, he was taught never allowed to doubt because that was insulting to God. There's story after story after story of Christians and churches using theological beliefs to do great harm to, to people. And I'm sure we all have our own sto- stories, our own experiences we could share, whether they're beliefs about patriarchy or purity culture, atonement, exclusion, complementarianism, white supremacy, privilege, racism, power. They can do such harm. They're full of inequity, inequities and abuse and neglect and toxicity, exploitation, pain. And the thing is, are we even aware? Are we even aware of the natural progression of harm that occurs from such particular beliefs. Now, some of these beliefs might have served us well for a season or a specific time, probably because we didn't know any better. But we were simply able to cut the paper without much damage. We were able to avoid cutting the flesh. But then without knowing it, we cut deep, we bled, and we realized, it's bad, it's bad, this is bad. See, my whole system of of cutting that pile of paper was set up wrong. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the safest. It wasn't the right way. I didn't think it all through. I was too much in a rush to get things done. The whole system was faulty. It was set up to eventually harm and fail. And too often, the same can be said for the system in which we form our theological beliefs. I was once reading a a theologian explain his interpretation of this uh, contested and debated theological belief. And some beliefs, he argued, in this text did great harm. And so he asked the reader that when it came to a particular theological interpretation to ask, what is the loving thing to do? This question for me helps to make sure the system works for good rather than harm. What is the loving thing? thing to do. So for all of you who might be deconstructing your faith or longing for a more expansive faith, or for those who are aware of how a particular faith system has caused much harm, first off, I am sorry you have experienced such pain. But more than that, keep searching, keep learning, 
keep being aware. Be being aware, it's what the Jesus movement is all about. And I think you're on the right track and you will find uh, fellow traveling companions to be with you on the way. But then I hope that you ask yourself, what is the loving thing to do? What is the loving thing to believe? What is the loving way to be? Do that. Believe that. Be that way. For love can never do harm. Friends, thanks so much for listening to the why behind the what. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. That's a, that's a huge help to me. If you want to share it in your social media circles, I'd be your best friend for at least an hour. But I would be so thankful as this helps other listeners find this podcast. As always, this podcast is written, recorded, and edited on Monacan land. And until next time, may you have peace, may you have calm, may you have happiness.